From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into another episode of the Pucks Out Podcast. I'm Bobby Butler. He's Brandon Bond. Hey, you can find us in the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Bod. Now let's crack open a cold beer and let's get after it. Dude, I'm a little nervous. You got these like straight silver cans, bro. Yeah. And you've told me what it is, <laughs> but I have no way of proving it until I take this first sip. Yeah, so let's a, see. Uh, yeah, let's see. Ah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's uh, from a little brewery in uh, Bryson City called Nantahala. The wife and I got away for the weekend and decided to uh, take a drive and look at some other cabins that we might do in the future. And we strolled upon this place and they were, you know, taking COVID seriously. There was social distancing, you know, doing the right stuff. So we decided to go on in, get a couple beers. And they had some re- good, really good selection of beers. A lot of, a lot of IPAs and also a lot of porters. Sick like, hat, though. Yeah. By the way, that's, <clears throat> I mean, that's mostly what I'm jealous of. Yeah, trying to snag you on, they had one left and no yeah. koozie. So, yeah, that's all good. It's yeah. <laughs> all good. I mean, you know, but I am jealous yeah. massively. So, yeah, it's a dope hat. Uh, they had a really good chocolate covered cherry porter that came in like a big, like, uh, 22 ounce bottle drink a, a cherry you yeah just drank it out of the cherry. drank a couple of them then realized that they're like 18 percent alcohol yeah there you go <laughs> yeah there you go so had me I'm, feeling you know, right so i'm i'm sure megan was very excited yeah. about that after finding out yeah you had four more after you nothing found like out. drinking heavy stouts in 95 degree weather yeah <laughs> in right, the sun. right right <laughs> how, how was your weekend bud uh not bad not bad uh went to the pool got a little uh got a little burnt um I mean, my burnt is just like, oh, I'm a little irritated because I'm a little red for a couple of days. And now really great, yeah. really great tan, dude. I'm feeling, I'm feeling nice, but it was nice going out, going and hanging out at the pool, chilling, hung out this weekend, man. What about you? Anything fun? Uh, got, good, got my obviously. computer built. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah super excited right, about that. Right. Got, got my video editing build, maybe a little gaming on it, tested it, uh, some modern warfare on it and some Skyrim Come. runs Skyrim perfectly fine because it's like a 20 year old game now. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> if it didn't, that would be very upsetting for you. Yeah. I would imagine it's, if anything, it's way overkill for Skyrim. Yeah. You, you couldn't even, you couldn't even process Skyrim because it was doing things for you before <laughs> yeah. you even played it. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I was like, Oh, I beat the game. Game's All right. over. You're like, I just started. This is awesome. <laughs> but, all right, don't forget to check us out on What a Maneuver to get all the apparel you need. Check us out on Patreon for behind-the-scenes content, and you can find out first about what stuff that's coming up. And don't forget to check us out on YouTube to see uh, videos that everyone can see, and you'll be entered in for a promo to win tickets. Uh, coming up later in the show, we've got an interview with NHL.com correspondent and host of the Lockdown Predators podcast, Robbie Stanley. Uh, and that was a great interview. So I'm uh, looking Friggin forward dope, to that. Dude. Yeah. Friggin dope. I love the lockdown series. Yeah. So, you know, they have, they have across all sports and, and so I'd been listening to Robbie Stanley a while before we got him on for an interview. I was yeah. super excited about that. That's super cool, man. But, uh, we've got a lot of news inside the NHL and out. So let's go ahead and get started on that. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. All right. Uh, the Ted Lindsay finalists have been announced. Uh, it's Leon Dreisaitl, Nathan McKinnon, and Artemi Panarin. No real surprises there. 
For those of you that don't know, Ted Lindsay is the league's most outstanding player in the regular season, and it's actually judged by members of the NHL Players Association. So yeah. it's not the season MVP or anything, but uh, but I mean, this is I mean, I don't see. I think Nathan McKinnon is a lock for the heart, in my opinion. But yeah. I don't see how Drysaddle doesn't win the win the Lindsay yeah. here, man. You know, I mean, I feel like yeah, Panarin had a great year, and McKinnon obviously killed it i think that he will win the heart but dry side oh man i mean yeah i mean what a beast he he was he but, was straight dominant this yeah. year but multiple uh habs players have tested positive for COVID 19 i mean er, every week they're, every single week we talk about it they're enacting my plan yeah bro. yeah they're enacting maybe my so plan, bro they're <laughs> enacting my plan i'm telling you get everybody covid then you don't have to worry about it yeah strong survive <laughs> i think I think it's dope, man. I think yeah, it's, uh, I mean, not that. Yeah. Not really everybody. I want to <laughs> highlight because in the world we're in today. Because that, that will be cut. <laughs> you can't say something like that without it being scrutinized. So I don't hope everybody gets COVID in the NHL. Okay. Yeah. I want to make that Just very Corey Perry. clear. Very, very clear. Very clear. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, the more we hear about this, the more it's like that the fact that they're doing the playoffs is just becoming lip service. You've got multiple teams shutting down practices. You've, I mean, there's so much going on. I mean, what happens when, uh, like, um, what happens if Austin Matthews gets COVID and he has he to say had COVID? Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we talked about it last oh, we week. Did. So. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he actually came out. And, we had like a literally. I had a whole thing about the you know the medical thing. Remember? Oh yeah, you you are right. Remember, yeah. so he's already had it. So w- what do you mean? What happens? It's it's happening now. Um, I saw a funny. Uh, well, what happens with Mitch Marner gets it? <laughs> uh, I saw a funny Jonathan Tay's quote, and he made and it. He was like, man, I mean, you know, I don't really know. Uh, oh yeah, you know, yeah, I don't really know. You know what I mean? How do you even get this yeah. kind of stuff or whatever? I mean, we've been training for this and stuff. It's like such a hockey answer. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> so his actual quote because I read that today and. I, was he was like I don't even think doctors know how people get it. Doctors are like yeah yeah we know how people get it. it, it we're doctors. We well in Chicago, <laughs> Doctor Tay's word is law. Okay. <laughs> uh, New Jersey Devils uh, hire Lindy Ruff as head coach. Remove interim tag from Tom Fitzgerald. Uh, so and they've hired him as the full time GM. So another move for New Jersey. Let's see if they can get back on track this next season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they got so much, so much youth there, yeah. and so and, and a lot of good players. We kind of talked about the Devils and how they were very disappointing this past season. You really hope that they can get it together. I don't care one way or the other, realistically. But I mean, it's you know, you never want to have bad teams that and, yeah. and players and high draft picks that are on a team that we never get to actually see their full potential because the team itself is bad. So, yeah. so we got a bunch of names here of guys who've decided, and we knew this was coming. Players deciding to opt out of the return to play. And it's funny, last week I was w- listening to uh, SiriusXM. They were talking about how, oh, hockey players aren't going to do that. That's a baseball player thing. Hockey players are too tough to opt out. I'm like, oh, just wait. It's coming. Yeah. There are plenty of guys in situations too that are going to... tough gonna... to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a stupid thing to <laughs> yeah. say. You know, like these people don't have families and stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so starting off on the top, you have Mike Green, Oilers D-man, uh, former Detroit. Uh, he's informed them he won't return. Uh, Stephen Camper of the Bruins has announced he will not be coming back this season. His uh, his wife and son have a congenital heart defect. Max Domi is trying to decide whether he'll be coming back or not. Uh, Carl Asner, Habs D-man, opts out from returning this season. And Steven Stamkos has suffered a lower body injury, won't be there for the start of training camp. 
And the, the Steven, that Stamkos injury is yeah, that's a big deal for them. That's rough. And this is not even the full list. I, when yeah. I was making the show doc, I was I was reading through um, reading through and who who had opted out. There's been four or five more players and and coaches even that have opted out. Yeah, Mike Green spent a lot of this year on the injury list because of a bad virus that he had attacking his liver. I mean, yeah. why would you risk that? You're already you're already prone and susceptible to to something. So, I mean, I yeah, I, it, yeah. All these guys, and we talked about this. Would love to see these pe- these people back. These people, everybody playing hockey again. But really, look at yourself if you think that them playing hockey is more important for a decision of their yeah. future, their entire t- entire yeah, this future. Is a, it's a game. It's At a the end game. of the day, it's a, it's a game. What's well, a game? And even if we want to talk about, you know, hockey in itself, well, if you get sick and die, then you don't make much money the next yeah. season. I've never heard of a guy that's died that's made, had a, got a big contract, you know, and maybe I just haven't looked hard enough, but it's just ridiculous for – and I haven't seen a whole lot of of hate on this, and most of the teams have been supportive. So, oh, well, you're not on Twitter. There's yeah, a lot of hate I, and Facebook. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I tend to stay away from. Twitter it's easy not Facebook. to see the hate where you see when you're off the two major communities. When I'm just talking, when I'm talking to <laughs> talking to normal normal people that are not keyboard warriors. Sure, sure. I mean, I guess I could see how that would be the case, but it's just ridiculous. I and yeah. I, I and it always seems like it's the same. I guess I'll call them hoaxers, people who are just being idiots about COVID-19. They say things like, oh, well, uh, don't let your fear control you. Just stay home. But then when these players decide, okay, I'm going to stay home, they're like, oh, oh, no, no, you you have to work, whoa, damn you. Whoa, I was I was talking to the bag boy at Kroger, <laughs> okay? I was not talking to my favorite sports team guys, yeah. you know? Yeah, so um, I'm sure this list will grow, and I, I'm sure at some point it's going to get kind of like what you said with, well, what happens if Austin Matthews gets it? Well, I would imagine that we're going to get a big name that's yeah. coming out. And not that these guys are, are small-named guys. We know every single one of these guys on, the, on this Max list. Max Domi is a pretty – if Max, Max Domi backs out, that's a pretty big deal for the Habs. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, he's diabetic. I mean, yeah. You can see all of these all of these reasons that people would be backing out. But, I mean, Max Domi's a big name, but I wouldn't call Max Domi a superstar in this league. I think we're gonna have a big superstar yeah. that does it, and then the then the dominoes are yeah. falling at that. All point. it takes is like Sidney Sidney Crosby. Besides, he's not. He doesn't want to take the risk. Yeah, I mean, or Alex Ovechkin has a newborn child, like well, a one year old child. With with Sidney Crosby's injury history, he probably already forgot about COVID. So. <laughs> True, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a daily reminder. I hope he does, though. I hope he. I hope he keeps his family safe. Yeah, and opts out of the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> same with Alex Ovechkin. There's pretty much every star that's on any other team. Take it easy, guys. You guys yeah. want to. You guys want to stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got a uh, Ryan Ellis quote. Speaking of the Preds, yeah. Speaking of the Preds, um. You know, we, we've talked a little bit about how some people may classify this season and winning the Stanley Cup as a, with an asterisk. Yeah. Well, he had a, he made a, such a good point, and I think we've made it on this pod. He probably yeah. listens, I would, yeah. if I had to guess. He was probably vacationing uh, in Australia and heard us over there. That He's with, the, with the buddy, with yeah, the, with with the old Australian Keith. guy, with old Keith. <laughs> uh, if, there's, uh, if there's an asterisk... If there's an asterisk next to winning the cup this year's Stanley Cup, it's because it was harder than ever before, not easier. And I've so agree yeah. with that because this is a a really brutal 
style of, of playoffs. I mean, there's lots of teams yeah. in there and this isn't the NBA where the one just obliterates the eight every year. And it's never in question yeah. of which teams are going to advance. Maybe sometimes there's an upset, but the NHL, this happens all the time. We saw the president cup winning. No, not president cup winning, but the number one seed Blackhawks get taken down by the Preds. Any chance to bring that up by the yeah. way, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying. Sweep. No, I'm saying. Yeah. I don't even have a broom in this room, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that happens because hockey is such a sport that, that, I mean, any yeah. given I mean, night. Hell, it's not even like a rarity. The lightning getting no. swept by the blue jackets. No. And also, they officially announced today there was some uh, talk about whether or not the stats of the qualifying rounds were going to be <clears throat> considered playoff stats. Well, they officially announced, uh, the NHL announced that they, they, are, will, they will be, in fact, playoff stats, which means there is no way around it. A playoff team is going to get the number one pick <laughs> in the draft. There you go. That was some people's like, well, well, maybe they won't consider it the playoffs. Well, they have. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. Washington has officially retired their nickname and logo. Uh, as of writing this doc, which was yesterday, uh, and I think as of today I would have gotten the news, uh, no logo or new nickname has been released. Maybe the White Skins. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we yeah. go. I mean, what's up? What's I've up? seen Red Wolves as, uh, and it's actually pretty sick, but let me, for two things I have Red about Wolves this. Red Wolves is weak. Two things about this. First, I do want, I have been a Washington fan my entire life, born and raised, so I want to go on record and say I apologize for the years and years and years of using the the term uh the redskin in my whole life you know you don't really realize how offensive it is i mean the last couple of years i kind of knew it was offensive so that's why when i refer to them i refer to them more as washington um and i think that a lot of fans who are true any true washington fan they're not going to jump ship because of this right it is a team nickname yeah i mean we've we've made it through worse i mean we made it through the rg3 years i mean yeah i mean yeah, so we we will get fans will get through <clears throat> this if you're real fans and I'm excited for the next chapter. I'm excited, you know. I wish I had gotten. A, I mean, I've got a lot of old apparel uh, that you know I guess will no longer be sold. I, I can't wait for them to release new stuff. I'm going to buy new jersey probably. Yeah, get some new hats. So it's an exciting new chapter for the uh, for Washington, whatever they're going to be called. But I mean, but at the, but at the same time, still going to be the same team. Still going to be disappointed yeah. every year. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely. The disappointment that Washington fans have to deal with is immeasurable yeah. anyway. So I'll, every Sunday nickname, I'll just go from saying goddamn Redskins to goddamn whatever else there they are. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and even for those, again, we kind of talked about this, even for those that may think, oh, that's not offensive or that, you know, why, why are they taking that away or whatever? It's still your team, right? Because yeah. it wasn't, you weren't just cheering for the team because of their team name, correct? Yeah. I mean, and if you were, there's, be there's teams with better strange. nicknames out there. Right, right. It's just a little strange that, yeah. that Washington was your team to pick because of the nickname, you know? So, I mean, obviously there are going to be some old riled up people that are all gearing to go and offended. And here's the thing, like, and I, I'm going to talk about it a little more on what's that's my stick. Most of the people complaining aren't even like from the area or fans of the team. You, yeah. There are a couple that are like, oh, I'll never watch again. It's like, were you watching? <laughs> like, <laughs> hold on, bro. You were taking, you're, you're from 
from Arizona. And you're <laughs> taking your day to, to, you bought NFL Sunday ticket to watch a Redskins game. Well, it's not like they're going to watch the I'm Cardinals. So well, at least they got a nice court. At least they make decent draft picks to get you excited. You know, I mean, the Redskins are just going to throw away that pick. I mean, as you've seen over the past oh, few yeah. years. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, that's cool. It, I mean, we haven't had a new a new team name in yeah. the NFL since what the Titans. I bet my or wife is Texans super excited for the amount of money I'm about to spend on new uh, uh, Washington clothes. There you go. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure she's super excited. Now, what you could probably also do is sell your regular Redskins gear or your old Redskins gear to a person that at a discount that maybe wants to burn it. Have you thought about that? Uh, I mean, that would be either my, what, Chris Cooley jersey, maybe my RG3 jersey. I would, I mean, I would, even if I, even if they were still yeah. the Redskins, I'd probably burn that thing. <laughs> yeah, but I think I'll put my, uh, my Chris Cooley and my Riggins uh, jersey up in a shadow box somewhere now. Yeah, you're, and you got your, you got the uh, Adrian Peterson. I mean, it's, yeah, I and it's one, the of those one. Thi- it's one of those things that, like, I don't think that all that stuff should go in the trash. I mean, it's a part of yeah. history at this point. Like, if you can, you know, put it in a shadow box, I mean, that, Putting it in a shadow box doesn't mean you yeah. are glorifying. Yeah, it I saw a video means. of someone it's, who was so mad about the name change they were burning all their stuff, and like people who are supported the name change was like, "Good, burn that stuff." Yeah. We we're trying to get rid of the. We really appreciate you. Like, <laughs> like you would have been better off to continue to wear the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, if like that's what you know, if that's your objective is to piss people off, like you've gone about this the wrong way, buddy. Yeah. You know. <laughs> All right, uh, Lionel Messi uh, becomes the first player in La Liga history to have over 20 goals and 20 assists in the same season. For reference, La Liga started in 1929, uh, so that's a pretty substantial goal. And soccer soccer started in year 29. So (laughs) (laughs) I actually watched the Premier League this weekend. uh, We were up at the the wife and I were up at the cabin. We were yeah, we were watching. uh, uh, we, we were watching uh, Burnley and something. Burnley and, Liverpool. I think yeah, you Burnley said Liverpool, it was. and then I was watching some. I'm a Manchester United fan, so I was watching some of the Man U game. I'm an Everton guy. Go Toffees, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm the good team in Liverpool. Okay? What, what do you? What's your opinion on the uh, the crowd noise pumped in? How do you, do, you, do you like it? I mean, is it just kind of? Eh? I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of distracting at times because yeah. they don't have the timing down right yet. Soccer's so quiet as a general rule, anyway. Yeah, that, like, well, they, yeah. I think they like go overboard and make it like sure. more exactly. louder than it usually is. So I'm watching. I'm like, this is like getting soccer's obnoxious. Not, soccer's not like generally like constantly loud. Like every once and again, you'll have like a corner of the stadium yeah. doing a chant. But when they're or doing something. the pump in, they have the chants going like the entire game. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay, this is... It's like, this wouldn't happen. Yeah. Those guys definitely got to go get beers. Yeah. Do you hear the point. lung capacity of these fans? Yeah. 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 <laughs> this I mean, is a 20-minute chant. Honestly, honestly, I think we kind of talked about it. I think it would be cool to mo- even more so watch without any type of crowd noise. Because yeah. it's like... Yeah, you know, you get to actually hear the players and stuff. So I hope yeah. for at least a little while the NHL does no yeah. crowd well, noise. Well, so uh, on Twitter, a picture I released. The Rangers have sent out uh, emails to like people on their t- season ticket list, uh, fans who I guess who are on some sort of mailing list, and asking people. To, and well, they, like different kinds of cheers. They want them like uh, to record themselves like uh, doing like Panair and stuff like that. Okay. Um, yeah. So I can see that if it's like actually recorded, it's not just recorded crowd noise. Yeah. From, from a previous yeah. game. Like this is specifically because we don't yeah. have crowd. And they ask people like take videos of like them on, on like the edge of their seat and getting ready for a goal, which I think is going to be so funny. So like, <laughs> what are they going to show on the jumbotron? Like some dude, like, it, <laughs> 
you, do you have any idea how many dick pics the Rangers are going to receive oh through this? God, like, because so the guy's going to be like, have the cameras face at his head, and then when he scores, he's going to jump up and he's just going to yeah, be pantless. It's just like, this is how I watch the game at home. And New you York. know that some intern is not going to screen every single video before Absolutely it gets put not. on NBC Sports. Oh man, it's gonna. There's going to be a collage of penises <laughs> yeah. all across Mike Bilberry's face, dude. <laughs> That's just a Saturday for Mike Bill. Mike Bill a, it, it's not going to be his own collage, though, which he doesn't like. <laughs> yeah. <you know? clears throat> That'll uh, be cool, though. So uh, a little over 21 years ago uh, from the 10th, uh, Brandy Chastain scores game winning uh, penalty kick to win the World Cup at the Rose Bowl. Uh, they were played in China. Uh, and it's the iconic. Yeah, it's yeah the, the bra slide. Bro. It's the bra slide, bro. Like, you know, like that was. Yeah. That was dope. I mean, I remember like just seeing about that as a, I was like eight, you know, and yeah. it was a big part of sports so yeah uh, like- the mls have re- has returned i haven't watched too much of that Man. uh have you no no yeah. not much mls i don't even because i don't think i have espn access these days you know i get it when i there's sports that i need to watch yeah. but i haven't watched any I, i'm sure they have some on fox and stuff i probably need to look up and see uh when when old sc is going to be playing so i can uh, National SC is backed out of like their return to play tournament. They've ba- a lot of teams are backing out of uh, stuff. They and should. I think Nashville has. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so they might not I had no yeah. idea. I had no. I should have. I should have known. Yeah. But I did not. I did not. As uh, usual. Yeah. Ivy League has canceled sports for the season. That's a. Uh, I don't think people realize how big of a deal that is. Because uh, now you put that on. Does that include football as well? Or I saw that where they canceled all sports except men, women's basketball, and football. Um, I am not sure because if they canceled football, that means like Stanford is a substan is a powerhouse in football. They're not in the Ivy League, Bubba. Oh, Stanford's not in Ivy League. They're an Ivy League school. It's the Ivy League sports. I, I hate college. I hate the NCAA. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's just annoying. What are they? Uh, what are yeah, they? Yeah, I think it's called the Patriot League. Yeah. What is Stanford in then? The Pac-12. Pac-12. Oh, yeah, that's annoying. Well. All right. Well, <laughs> your your biggest team, Notre Dame, is just floating independent in football. Yeah, guess what? We don't like, have to remember what conference they're in. We're ACC. Well, yeah, but they're in ACC in like every other sport. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, what? <laughs> you have to remember two conferences, Bobby. Two. <laughs> yeah, football, all other sports for the fall. So yeah. So what? Okay, so what so are the teams in that in the, in that conference? Then? Like Harvard and Yale, and it's not that big of a deal. To be okay. honest with you, I mean. Yeah, it's big deal that they're the first major team, uh, major uh, conference to cancel sports uh, through their fall semester. But I mean, as far as like, we're not gonna be missing much football. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not gonna be missing, but I'm not gonna be missing any uh, any any Princeton Yale games or anything. <laughs> you know, as much as I look forward to the Princeton. You mean you don't watch that every year. year on your yacht? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I do watch it every year on my yacht, but. <laughs> I'm just going to play old games that I got on my yacht. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to purchase all of the players and bring them <laughs> to the yacht and have them play. I'm going to give them one day contracts to, to actually play. Yeah. So I'm going to get to see it, but nobody else. Will. Yeah. Okay. It's not televised. Bobby. <laughs> uh, the big 10 goes conference only schedule, which is just when I, when I heard that first off the dumbest thing. Well, right. Like if you want to cancel cancel, but like, what does it matter if you're everyone not- knows coronavirus doesn't touch the big 10. It, well, it doesn't, it, it doesn't travel out of conference. Yeah. The thing. That's the biggest thing is yeah. like, you're, Oh, it's the Ohio Al- state, Michigan. It, it's, game? The, it's Alabama of, of, of viruses. They don't, they don't play outside the conference. Is this an Ohio state, Michigan game. 
sorry, buddy, we can't go in there. We're not allowed. <laughs> This was conference only. This was the we're yeah, only so, allowed at the Ivy Leagues. Yeah, right. The <laughs> Ivy Leagues. Those those rat those rat bastards. They can they shut us out. I can't believe it. So we were gonna come for you, Big Ten, but you guys are only playing in conference. So like you guys are across multiple states. It's not like you're in like one little yeah. area or something. Like some yeah. What yeah. like I mean, but Big, that that's gonna mess up other team schedules too. Well, like Big the, Ten. Big Ten just wants to do that so they don't have to play any out of conference games. <laughs> I don't know, man. That was the few games that Maryland could win was the out-of-conference games. Well, that's because their out-of-conference scheduling was trash. Well, they, hey, they beat they play Texas every year, and they've Look, beaten Michigan Texas two out of three times. Mich- Michigan is just excited they don't have to play Notre Dame. Like, <laughs> All right, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that about wraps up our uh, the news. We are going to continue our Seattle Fantasy Expansion boom, Draft boom, Part 3. Boom, We're moving into the boom. Metro. I've got the first pick. Um, do we want to run over our rosters? Yes. Again for folks? So I will do mine. So we start with the first uh, part one. We did the Pacific. I got Connor McDavid, Matthew Tuchuk, Elias Pettersson, Timo Meyer, Cam Fowler, Phil Kessel, Tyler Toffoli. From the Central, I took Roman Yossi, Kevin Fiala, Kyle Connor, Ben Bishop, Kale McCarr, Alex DeBrinkett, and Ryan O'Reilly. Okay. Uh, for my Pacific teams, I have Taylor Hall, Drew Doughty, John Gibson. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl, Eric Carlson, Brock Besser, and Johnny Gaudreau. From the Central, I have Nathan McKinnon, Patrick Kane, Jordan Jordan Bennington, Tyler Seguin, uh, Patrick Laine, Matt Dumba, and old Philly Forsberg rounding yeah. out the roster. So, going to destroy you again today, buddy. So, I'm not going to lie. Uh, this is a hard one to have the first pick in. Yeah, I know. I was super excited when you said it was, I'll take the first pick. And then you chose Metro. I was like, yes, that means I get first pick in Atlantic. Yeah. And I'm not even worried about it. I, I was not looking forward to having a, having a potential first pick in the Metro. So thank yeah. you, buddy. So, but I, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm really happy this is not stake draft. Cause if you got the second and third pick in this, I would be yeah. screwed. Yeah. It's going to be tough for sure. I did my um, research now a couple here's the weeks thing. ago. I, so. I I was a bad hockey fan. I was doing all this research, and in my head, I kind of before I did the research to plan who I was going to take, I forgot Sidney Crosby existed. So I was like, "Shit, that sounds like a great day yeah." In but my life. in this situation, you can't. Uh, at 32, he is still the premier player in the league. He's the face of the league for many people. He's still day in and day out, just does so many moves and is able to deke around people and just have and just go bar down and have buttes. Uh, so I can't not go Sidney Crosby at the, at number one pick. I feel like, and honestly, I know, and, and I, I'm just so honestly, torn about it. Honestly, that makes me so happy. Yeah, Bobby. I know. It yeah. makes me so happy because it's not like I don't have the next premier option on the yeah. penguins, but I don't have to go there. And I am going to go, Ooh, this, and the, the Metro and the Atlantic are tough. They yeah. really left a lot a lot out there for us. Um, but I've pretty much did a really, really balanced picking of my teams right now with two goalies, three centers, three left wings, three right wings, and three defense. I can really go anywhere. Now I'm really nervous about where you're going to go next. And so like, Depends that's on if what you steal makes them. it so hard. I know <laughs> this makes it so, this makes it very, very tough because I got a guy in my sights but he has a good other option on that team. Yeah. But the other option that I've got in my sights also has a good option. But I'm going to need. Mm, do it. Do it. 
Do it. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go uh, with Artemi Panarin. Fuck. I'm gonna go with Panarin. I have to. All I right. knew that's where you were going. It was um, it, honestly, it's not the worst thing you could have done. There was one more option you could have done that would have really I screwed know. me. And I think it was probably the option. And I think that honestly, yeah. I went with the best on the board in my opinion. But I think that it's probably gonna hurt me for what I'm actually yeah. trying to do. Now, so I'm gonna round out my top line defense right now. Yeah, that's and, what I was afraid that you were yeah. gonna say. John Carlson, I mean, him and Roman Yossi on the same line uh, are going to be dominant. I, I thought that he now, could, I thought I, that he could fall to. I was kind of hoping you take yeah. Alex Ovechkin, yeah, and then that would leave me open to also get to Panarin. Panarin. And no, no, it was Carlson was my was my guy. Okay, but I knew Panarin was going to be gone. I can settle with some, you know, some some bad defense because I'm going to score a thousand <laughs> hundred goals on you. So. Yeah, and obviously that does leave me open to take Ovechkin later. Yeah. But, man, that hurts because defense is my one area that I've been struggling with. And and I have some decent defenders, obviously, but I don't have any superstar defenders, unfortunately for me. So... So that hurt. Obviously a great pick in my mind, but I feel like I'm I'm, I'm comfortable taking Panarin here. Okay, so I guess it's my pick again. So I don't have to go to Washington. I don't have to go to Pittsburgh. Man, I have got a couple of decent options available. Yeah. I think that since we kind of just talked about it, I think I'm going over to Columbus and I'm going to take Seth Jones. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to take Seth Jones. I need to get a, get a young defender. And unfortunately for me, there are two great defenders in Columbus, but I couldn't risk you taking my boy Seth Jones. Yeah. So I'm taking old, old Seth. Yeah. Yeah, that works. I mean, he was definitely, I mean, obviously he's on my list. Um, but he, I know with, I've already got some great defensive guys going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you do. Yeah. You got a solid defense and you're going to need it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, so now I need, I need to up my scoring uh, for sure. So, and I don't think that I'm going to get the score that I want next week because you've got the first pick. Yeah, so, yeah you're not getting him. I don't know who you're, where you're going. I'm but. assuming we're talking about David Pasternak. Oh. Yeah. Well, well, I was. I didn't immediately think of him as my, my top guy because I'm going for a, a big-time score. Okay. So you might get Pasternak next Maybe. week. We'll um, see. But now that you've brought it up into my head. Or is this reverse psychology and I don't really want him, but I'm putting in your head now. Oh, man. No, honestly, though, (laughs) now that you're making me think about it, because my my top choice for next week, I got plenty of options on that team. Well, let's wait till next week. Yeah, well, we'll Um, see. So, see, I'm kind of torn right now. Uh, Man, uh, I've got a lot of centers, but I think I'm going to have to go with... Uh, uh, I gotta, I gotta get scoring. So I'm gonna go Mika Zibanejad. Yeah, that was a great choice. That was my secondary, but I was just yeah. so center heavy I was, with the definite center yeah. coming. And I have no problem of telling you who I was like. I was thinking about going straight youth with Capo Caco, but we're also gonna yeah. we're gonna simulate this game as well. So it's not about just winning ten year, five years down the road. It's also about winning now and in the future. We're not even really the GM of this team, <laughs> so you know you want to get some youth, but you also want to get some value out of yeah. your youth picks too. So. Great, uh, great pick. Uh, that's where I would have gone as well of my other Rangers choice. <clears throat> um, so I've, I'm, I think I'm gonna go. Oh, this makes it tough though. 
I am not sure. Okay, so I, I'm actually probably not going with one of the top guys on my board here, to be honest. But I more want you to make a choice for me. Is essentially <laughs> why I'm picking this guy. Okay, I'm gonna go to go over to Philly and take Ivan Provorov uh, for my defense. Okay, so, that that works 100 percent for me. Yeah, so because um, I was gonna take Travis Connect me. Okay, are you gonna go ahead and take him? Uh, no, because no, but uh, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's like, do it, bro, do it. No, but then that wouldn't have helped me in my, my decision making skills there. So, uh, uh, all right. So Konechny was on my list. Yeah. I don't need a right winger at this point yeah. because I've got the top choices of right wingers next week. So, yeah. so I'm going to take a guy, uh, who can do left wing and right wing. He's played both about evenly amount. He's come in. He good at face offs when a player gets kicked out. I'm going to take the best, and, I, and also he's the, really the best player from that team, so I'm not Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, that was my my hope that you would make that decision. You wanted me to take him? Yeah. I, want, I didn't want to not take him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that is going to really open me up to, I think that we've picked everybody but New Jersey and the Islanders, correct? Correct. So I think that I'm going to head on over to I the think, Islanders and yeah. take Matty yeah. Barzell. Yeah, he was um, on my list, obviously, but I just, I've got so many centers. Me too. That's the problem here is like, that's kind of why, look, I would have loved to have, have Ajo on the team, but my secondary pick on the, on the Hurricanes is more of a need that I yeah. will, I'll, I'll need to have. So, so I'm going to take old Matty Barzell, fastest, fastest guy in the league. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now that leaves New Jersey's the last team that we haven't picked from. Right, you uh, get this. You get this yeah. dumpster fire of a pick. So, here. do you go with youth, or do you go with maybe this guy can do something on a, on a team? But like I've said, I've got too many centers already. So I guess I'll take Kyle Pomeri. Yeah, at yeah, right ring. That I mean, wasn't a bad choice. I'm honestly kind of torn on New Jersey, so I'm going to save it for later since we've already picked on all these other teams. I think that it uh, is going to be necessary for me to go up to Carolina and snag probably what will be my top tier defenseman in Dougie Hamilton. Uh, That was why I needed you to pick Ajo for me because (laughs) if he was left, I was going to have to take it because I can't leave him on the board as a steal. But Dougie Hamilton is actually going to be a really top tier defenseman for me that should be competing for the the Norris if he weren't injured earlier yeah. this season. So, uh, so Dougie Hamilton, welcome to my top line defense, buddy. I'm I'm excited to have you. Yeah. All right, so that leaves me. I guess any teams now open. We've all <laughs> we've picked. We yep. picked from every team. So now we're not so fighting, for each other, fighting each other. Uh, I guess I'll take uh, Pierre Luc Dubrov from the Blue Jackets at yeah, left wing. Great choice. Uh, you know my other him and. Uh, Zach Rorinsky were my options, but also the two goalies. I cannot believe you didn't go with either of the goalies there. You know, yeah. Both youthful, both had really, really good seasons. How many goalies are you sitting at? Just one? One. Just I'm, I'm, one. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to take one here soon so, uh, and, and save maybe one of my second one for next week or yeah. my third one for next week. But. Yeah, and see, now I have the, I have the options. So I think that... I'm I'm gonna be playing the long game. I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna go ahead and snipe 
you've already picked from the Devils, right? So I guess I can't snipe. Yeah, you. No, we neither um, of us can snipe anybody now. Um, I think I'm gonna go ahead and go over to the Devils and get Mackenzie Blackwood. Okay, you know, uh, he probably will not make the roster with um with Bennington and and Gibson. You know, I'm I'm I just feel like. That'll be nice to be able to go into next week with no need to take a goalie at all. So if I don't want to, obviously I will be able to because we'll have rosters filled at that point. But um, but I feel like Blackwood is is really young. I think he was born in like ninety seven or something. So he's a he's a youthful cat. Yeah, and uh, will be a will be a good addition to the squad. Yeah. So uh, let's see. I guess I'm going to fill out one of my third line D and take one D that leaves me just having to take one D man next week mm-hmm. with Ryan Pulak from the Islanders. Just get him okay. in the, he, he, you I know, had him on my list. Yeah. For sure. Um, that just, you know, he fills a good role, you know, getting, you know, minimal. You got to take at least nine D men. So I don't know how many you have. So, uh, I think this will make my fifth. So yeah, okay. I guess I, I will have to take You'll more. You still than, have yeah. to take some, but, yeah. um, that's the thing, man. You get filled up on these forwards first. Like we yeah. honestly went if if we would have gone <clears throat> Metro and Atlantic first, we would have had fourteen yeah. fourteen <laughs> forwards, dude. No question in my mind. Yeah. So um not a bad choice. Uh Pulak was definitely an option for me. So gonna go ahead and bring on to uh you know go ahead and add my my, my superstars here buddy uh because i appreciate you taking Sidney crosby i feel like it was a, a was a great choice if i had the first pick this week i wouldn't have taken crosby i probably would have gone panarin because yeah. picking crosby you've just left the second best center in the league <laughs> available and so i'm gonna take all of evgeny malkin yeah and uh and Nobody will know the difference of those two cats. So, uh, and probably won't get a concussion. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I know I said earlier I'm going to take Travis Konechny, but man, I really need to leave myself just one goalie for next week. I shouldn't have said anything. I knew you were going to do no, this. No, he, Carter Hart's literally was on my screen the whole time. I'm sure yeah. he was, but you already had said, if I would have said, I wouldn't have said anything, <laughs> you probably wouldn't have taken Carter Hart yeah. because Konechny's. Okay, he's not a bad player. But I'm taking player, Carter obviously. Hart. Yeah, that was a smart choice. That was dumb of me. <laughs> okay, so I guess that leaves me with my last pick. Am I allowed to take it? You tried to cut me off last time I was taking my last pick. So sure, maybe we'll All see. All right, we'll <laughs> see. Uh, obviously, we're going for star power. We're going for votes here. Not only votes, but we're talking goal scoring. Yeah. What? No matter what line, you got to take Ovechkin here, right? And yeah. I'm going to. So, uh, Alex Ovechkin, welcome to the squad. I wonder, you know, I think I'm going to pair him with Malkin when we set up our lines, dude, <laughs> just because of that intense rivalry Pittsburgh yeah. and, uh, and the Capitals have had for so long that now he's going to be feeding him. So, yeah. All right. So just a quick rundown. I have John Carlson, Sidney Crosby, Carter Hart, Sebastian Ajo, Pierre-Luc Dubrow, Ryan Pulak. Uh, Mika Zabinajad and Kyle Pomeri. Not a bad team at all, buddy. I mean, it's no my team, but it's not a bad team at all that you have. Uh, but I went with, for the Metro, Artemi Panarin, Seth Jones, Ivan Provorov, Matt, Matty Barzell, Dougie Hamilton, Mackenzie Blackwood, Evgeny Malkin, and Alex Ovechkin. So, yeah, I'm feeling real solid about my team, bro. 
I'm feeling real solid about it. So, I mean, you know, don't be jealous of it, Bobby. <laughs> you got some good picks in there. Don't get me wrong. You've sniped me a couple times. But I'm, I'm just so thankful that you went with Crosby first. Because, first of all, that means I don't have to have Crosby on my team. Yeah. And second of all, just left me open with old Panarin, dude. So Yeah. But I think the uh, John carlson Roman Yossi line is a... Oh, that's Beast. killer. Yeah. That's stout. And I, and I feel I feel pretty excited about some of the, the D-men I got today. Yeah. Dougie right. Hamilton's a solid D-man. He was on my list. And honestly, I just, but I realized, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I told myself, if you take Carlson, I got to take Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. That was, they, that was how I was going to Yeah. That was pretty much my game plan there. You know, I was hoping you would kind of skirt somewhere else and uh, leave me old <laughs> Carlson. I just couldn't leave Panarin on the board for Yo, you. Yeah. You know, I mean, because uh, the next week I have some really good right wingers that are going to be available. And I mean, but the de- defense and centers and Atlantic is pretty stout too, man, to be yeah. honest with you. I, I feel like uh, I feel like these two were definitely the hardest to go to after going to the to the other two divisions. So yeah. <clears throat> the weird. Corey Perry. Yeah, I don't like that. Oh. Wild. I think that I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. Little tongue twister. And downright dumb. You're kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. <laughs> All right. You found this one this week. It's it's a wild ride, people strap in. So let's start off by saying that we're not gonna get political. You know, we, uh, but with a crazy headline like this, we got to talk about it. One professor out of Boston, Massachusetts announces that tall buildings are sexist. (laughs) I am so sorry. (laughs) It's funnier every time I hear it because, you know, obviously the, the right off the bat, funny headline, you know, that's mostly how I pick my jokes of the week, you know, and but just actually actually reading through it, it's so actually ridiculous. Yeah. Ridic- the actual and it's and this is a article about an essay that an uh, that a professor wrote. My favorite part is that the essay <laughs> the essay is entitled Upward Hyphen Thrusting Buildings Ejaculating Light into the <laughs> Night Sky. <laughs> published in a in a in a journal (laughs) oh my goodness um and and also you know i'm not one to uh to talk about titles of people but when you want to write something so ridiculous i feel like we do need to highlight that she's an associate professor of geography and environment and the director of women's studies and gender studies at Mount Allison University. <laughs> what a combo there. Yeah. What a what a combo there. What? Yeah. What? Now listen, I have been a big supporter of the Me Too movement of uh equality, but this this is this is a bad light. This I is a bad like, look. I feel, look, every every group of people has stupid people. Yeah. Okay. No exception. There Look, being thinking that uh, a woman, our my girlfriend and your wife are equal parts to us and not 
and not at all below us in any status or whatever does not then mean that I have to see every tall building as a an yeah. oppression of why you know, like because for the most part, nobody's like out in rural America building skyscrapers, yeah. right? It's generally a utility thing. Yeah. You know? And here's the thing, like so a couple sentences like she makes good points at the beginning where she's talking about how uh, urban, like, and she, where she's not even talking about skyscrapers. She's talking about how uh, women are harassed on the streets, how, you know, they make it really hard if you are, are traveling with a baby. Those are all very good, like, good points that we can talk about at some Absolutely, point. Absolutely, sure. But then, but that, what she doesn't, but then she comes in and says, oh, uh, tall buildings that look like uh, phallics are sexist. And it's like, whoa. I Like, well, maybe you're just seeing it as a phallic. <laughs> sure. Well, right. But, like, again, again, it's it's not like these... And the the city that comes to mind is New York City. It's not like these giant skyscrapers are being erected, <laughs> <laughs> but um, erected on on huge huge plots of land, and there was no real reason for it to be a huge skyscraper. Like, I I mean, again, I feel like if if yeah. we're allowed to. If we want individuals to be treated equally, we have to highlight the ridiculous yeah. nature. And here's the, here's the thing with be, a building yeah. being sexist. And here's the thing with architecture is that when you have to build a tall building because you have limited space, Science. you have to start wide at the bottom and get narrow on top. You can't that's start narrow she, on the bottom. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, and it's and you know again, it, it it does take a lot of the point that are meant to emphasize her point and make it make it make them dumb make the the statement within themselves that if you just said it without saying all the rest that she's saying it makes some of these normal statements dumb what and uh, uh, gentrification has made the everyday lives of women more even more difficult how does you know a traditionally poor neighborhood becoming more more ritzy and getting more coffee shops make a woman's life harder. You know what I'm saying? Like this is silly stuff to me that is not, is is not at all good for a feminist style agenda, but it's actually the opposite. It takes everybody that's ever said, Oh, well, all these feminists, all these feminists just won't just want everybody to worship them and all this stuff. Yeah. It, it, it validates what they're saying because you've said exactly the stupid stuff that they are saying that you're saying. And what a ridiculous, I think that you even taught a building, (laughs) a building, no matter how phallic isn't actually misogynist. It is it surely a skyscraper isn't responsible for sexual harassment, the wage gap, or even the glass ceiling, whether it has a literal one (laughs) up top or not. And she goes on to say that yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to read every, all of this article, but it's just absolutely absurd. And what a joke. Yeah. This is not at all, in my opinion. And look, if we have some ladies out there that listen, that are still listening to at this point and haven't <laughs> shut off the, the podcast. <laughs> I would love to know how I'm wrong. I am absolutely yeah. not trying to downplay issues that different groups of people have. And because I'm not a woman, I don't know if, if a tall, I just didn't know. 
that a tall building was sexist. I was not aware. And I'm not really sure that you were either up until this point. And and so what a, what an absurd, absurd statement. She got paid to research that Bobby. She got (laughs) paid money. You know, we could just make stuff up. So does that mean long buildings? That's inherently sexist against men. I'm not. I'm not sure. What are you saying? I got a small penis, lady. Come on, come on. Who's the architect here? I would like to speak to the architect. For goodness' sake, what a joke! What an absolute joke this whole article is. Yeah. But all right, so let's move into our interview with NHL.com correspondent and host of the Lockdown Predators podcast, Robbie Stanley. All right, everyone. Uh, up next, we have correspondent for NHL.com, host of Locked On Predators podcast, and host of the Roundtable podcast. We have Robbie Stanley. How's it going, Robbie? Doing good, fellas. How are y'all doing? Uh, we're we're making it. You know, doing it's well. it's a rainy day here in Nashville. It is. The weather is not fun outside, especially when you're cooped up and we're all quarantined. It's a little bit easier to do when there's sunlight out and you could at least go outside your house. Uh, right. But when it's raining like this. You run out of things to do very quickly. I never thought I'd get tired of like playing video games, and I'm almost there. Like I'm almost <laughs> to that point where I'm tired of it. Yeah, almost though. <laughs> almost. I haven't, I haven't gotten there C- yet. A couple, a couple more days at least. Yeah. <laughs> but all right. So uh, one thing, you know, you've got locked on uh, the locked on series podcast. Uh, you know, we, we're we're regular listeners. Of that how did you get into that? Well, actually, they kind of just reached out to me. Uh, and asked if I would be interested in it. It was a really cool thing that they're doing where they're just doing a podcast basically every day uh, talking about your favorite team. So my brother was actually a big fan of the Oklahoma City Thunder in the NBA, so he listened to the Locked On Thunder podcast, and that's like actually the first time that I heard of it. So they just kind of reached out to me, asked if I would be interested in doing one for the Preds, and it was a lot of fun. Obviously, with the way things are going right now, there's not, it's not happening all the time now. So right, there's right. not really much uh, to talk about, but uh, hopefully we'll be back to hockey pretty soon and we can get back on that because I know a lot of people enjoyed it and I've certainly enjoyed doing it. Well, yeah, definitely. The Locked On series is, is one of my favorites. I actually got into that through the Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh, oh, yeah. with Josh Lloyd, uh, I'm a big fantasy basketball guy. So, uh, so I got into it through that and it, you know, and then within that it plugs other locked on podcasts. So I was actually a listener of yours before Bobby told me that we were going to have you on. So I was super excited. Oh, nice. Um, so is there a specific memory or point in time where, you decided and you knew you loved hockey and that you wanted to, to get into it more. Well, it's actually pretty funny. So the, the first time that I went to an actual hockey game, I think it was in November of 1998, the Predators were playing against the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. And I, like pretty much every kid growing up in the 90s, was a big fan of the Mighty Ducks movie. So I love me some Charlie Conway and some Coach Definitely. Bombay, all this other stuff. So I showed up to the the game in November of 98. I think I was six years old at the time. And I looked out on the ice and like Paul Correa is out there and Tay Mussolini, all these guys. And I'm like, what is this? Like, where is Charlie Conway? Where is Goldberg? Who are these people? That's so not Gordon Bombay. That's not Gordon Bombay. Not even close. So like we looked around and we stayed, I think literally for the first period of the game. And I looked at my grandfather and I was like, okay, I'm over this. This is not what I thought 
this was going to be. But <laughs> after that, I started going to more Preds games, fell in love with the game uh, from an early age. And I was always playing like baseball and football and basketball. I never really played too much hockey. I mean, I played recreationally with like friends and stuff, right. but never played like in, in league club hockey. But I always just loved it. So you know, about around 16, 17 years old, I was in a high school journalism class and you know, I was a good baseball player and a good basketball player, but I wasn't like good enough to, to, to go play college basketball or go turn pro or anything like that. So I sure. figured, okay, if I'm not going to be like a professional athlete, let's just talk about sports. I love writing. I love talking about sports. This is the career path that I want to have. And that's kind of how I got into it from a media and like a, a writing standpoint. But I've always loved hockey just from an early age and, and, and from those Mighty Ducks movies. Even though the first time I showed up to the game, I was sold a bill of goods that the Mighty Ducks were playing. <laughs> I still, I loved it even after that. Maybe that's why they, they changed and became the Ducks, because of this specific experience that you had. Maybe, like the deception of children everywhere <laughs> that forced them to change their name. All right, so in your mind, is Roman Yossi the unofficial Norris Trophy winner this year? I think he is. I, I, look, I thought he was going to win. The Athletic came out with a poll a couple weeks ago. I think they polled 41 riders. And I think Roman Yossi won by like 64% of the vote. Wow. I think John Carlson had like 24%. And then like Victor Hedman had some. And it was kind of dispersed all over the place from there. So I I wasn't surprised that in that poll that Yossi won. I was surprised by how much of a margin of victory. Yeah. So I think people towards the end of the season – started to pay attention more to the analytics of it. And Carlson got off to such a hot start offensively that a lot right. of times it's really hard to catch up to that in, in the eyes of the voters, just because you see the numbers and you see how prolific he's been offensively all season long. But I think people started to take a little bit of a deeper dive into the defensive part of the game. Roman Yost is stronger uh, and was stronger this year in that area than John Carlson was. So look at the end of the day, like, the athletic poll that they did, I think, is encouraging for Roman Yossi. It's still a small sample size in terms of the sure. overall vote. So I'm not 100% sure that he's going to win or anything like that. I do think it'll be close. And look, let's be honest. I mean, some people who vote, they they look at the point totals. They say, oh, John Carlson's got more points and he's going to get their vote. Like, it, that's how it's going to go for some of these people. But I do think that the, at the end of the day, Roman Yossi will have done enough to win the Norris Trophy, and I think he should. I, I think he's been the best all-around defenseman in the league this year. And, yeah. Well, and he, and in my opinion, uh, he definitely did more for his team than than Carlson did for his team. Uh, I think the leadership that was provided by by Yossi, uh, we did uh, some midseason picks of who we thought were going to win the Norris, and I had John Carlson around the midseason, and Bobby had Yossi, and it looked like. I mean, the Preds streaking and, and doing a little better towards the end of the season uh, definitely looked like he was going to come out on top of, on that. So, Now, do you think if, unfortunately, if they make the decision to just scratch this season, don't award the cup, do you think they'll, they'll also scratch all the individual awards? Or is that something you think that the, uh, the league will still uh, go forward with and award uh, individual awards? I think they'll still go forward with it. I mean, the, the ones that you can award uh, in at the regular season, I think they'll still do it. I mean, I, I don't know why they wouldn't. I understand the season didn't end, so you don't have a full 82-game picture. But, I mean, they still awarded, you know, awards after the lockout years too. So, I, like, I, I think you can, you can do that. Uh, I, I, you know, your 67, 68, 69 games 
into a season, depending on which team you are and how many games you've played. I think that's enough to hand out awards. Now, look, you're going to look at somebody winning, you know, the Rocket Richard Award or some of these other point total awards, although Leon Dreisaitl has got an absurd amount of points (laughs) already anyway. And they're going to finish and be like, okay, well, maybe those totals aren't as high uh, as we're used to seeing from some of these awards outside of the outside of Dreisaitl. But I, I think if I'm the NHL, I would love to have something this offseason, if, especially if you're not able to come back and play this year. I'd love to have something for your fans to look forward to. I mean, you got to have Definitely. something to yeah. get them back in the conversation of your game. So I, I don't see any reason why they couldn't do that. Yeah. Now, uh, speaking about that, in your opinion, what do you think the NHL is going to do? And in a perfect world, what would you want them to do as far as either continuing the season, canceling the season, postponing the season? Well, it, it's tough because we all really just don't know the answer to when we're all going to be able to come back and resume normal activity. So in a perfect world, I think the NHL would love to come back and finish at least a portion of the regular season to get to a point where you've got an even number of games played by every team and then pick your playoff teams from there. The more and more this goes on, I, I think that's going to be almost impossible to do because we're getting to the point now where players haven't skated for so long, they haven't been on ice together for so long, that whenever you do come back, and if you can come back, you're going to need some time to get into a training camp. I mean, they can't just go from not doing anything on the ice for a month and a half, two months, to getting back into game shape. I mean, it's going to take some time. I know Matt Duchesne uh, joined us on a conference call earlier this week and said that he thinks it's going to take at least three weeks to get back on the ice. So if that's the case, and maybe three weeks is a little much. I don't think the NHL is going to go that far. But even if it's <laughs> right. two weeks, yeah, I mean, sure. all of a sudden you're, you're cutting back into the summer a little bit. I think you're going to have to go straight into the playoffs. And I think in a perfect world, the NHL would like to be playing in the playoffs by Memorial Day. Like, I don't know that. Nobody's told me that. But that just that makes the most sense to me that if you're if you're going by Memorial Day and you could get get started by then, you get into late July when you're playing through the playoffs and awarding the Stanley Cup, you could still have a little bit of an offseason. Like you could have your draft in August. You can do all these different things and then get back. Uh, maybe you push the season back a week or two into September, and, and that goes back a week or two into October as well. You've heard Gary Bettman say that they don't really want next season to be affected by this. So if that's the case and you don't want it to be affected at all by this, you're starting to run out of time at this yeah, point yeah, because you've got to get your playoffs and your, you know, your off season, your free agency, your your drafts, all of that's got to be in at a certain point. And also, like, you know, it's it's a weird balance because if you go back and you just start into the playoffs, well, if you're a team that hasn't made the playoffs, you're going to go from not playing hockey from March all the way until whenever next season starts. I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. In contrast to that, if you do make the playoffs and you get to the Stanley Cup final, let's say it ends the last week of July or the first week of August, like you've got like three weeks before right training back into starts. it. Like yeah. There's a whole lot of things they've got to figure it out from that aspect. So I think it's going to be really hard. I, I don't think there's any way you're going to be able to play regular season games. I think you're going to have to go straight into the playoffs. And the more and more I look at this, the more I just wonder like how much is not affecting next season at all going to be possible. And I don't know what you yeah. guys think about this, but if if, if going through the playoffs this year and awarding a Stanley Cup champion means that you only play like 60 or 65 games in the regular season next year, 
I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think I, I would be too. Not, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, obviously the teams, you know, that's a couple million dollars in, in ticket sales of the team. So I'm sure the owners would and the ownership groups would fight back against that. But as a fan, I, I mean, as a season ticket holder, I wouldn't have an issue with that. You know, it's, I think it, you know, it gets you back on track for the next the season after that. Well, and 65 games is still more than enough to determine who a team is. Oh, yeah. You know, um, but just speaking to what you were talking about with the getting in game shape. I mean, hockey is not something even even some of these more affluent players that are able to maybe have a home gym and, and some some different different equipment uh, that others wouldn't have the advantage of hockey is I mean you got to be on the ice and actually be skating with other people to kind of simulate that and just being in shape is not going to be necessarily enough for these guys so I definitely agree with with that yeah. And a lot of these teams will look completely different than before this, uh, I guess, pause. You know, you've got Dougie right. Hamilton, who was going to be out this entire season, who's right. now will possibly be back and in game shape if we if we continue the season after another month or so. Yeah, that's a great point. And look, even from a, like a Predators perspective, I mean, Victor Arvidsson, we, we've all watched him play this year and kind of felt like something isn't right. Right. You yeah. Know, we, Not we think, we quite healthy. Yeah, like we think back to the, the Robert Bortuzzo situation and wonder if like he ever fully recovered from that. I think this pause could be good for him in terms of like, oh, yeah. getting back in. Maybe he's healthy and maybe he looks like the Victor Arvidsson that we've grown accustomed to seeing. I wonder if it could just be like a reset for Johansson and sure. Duchesne and Turris, like some of these other guys who have struggled. But like the flip side of that is once you go back, like especially with a new coach coming in and you've still got systematic things that you're working through you're basically going to have to start from scratch and start to rebuild all of that again that's why i think you know i've heard the idea get floated out there of having like a week-long training camp like that's not going to be long enough right otherwise it's just going to be a total slot fest when they come back and get into the playoffs so it's an interesting predicament for sure yeah. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the future of our netminders. Obviously, Pecorine maybe has a couple more years left before he decides to hang up the skates. And you, we've got Soros. And then down in, you know, in the minors, we've got Connor Ingram. Do you think, you know, uh, Soros is up to the task of doing 60, 65 games a year? And do you think Connor Ingram is ready for the, for the big show? You know, it, it's two interesting questions right there because. I think a lot of people have just naturally assumed that whenever Pecorino is done, whatever that is, whether that's, you know, after this year, after next year, two years from now, whenever, I mean, it's coming down the pipe pretty soon. He's going to be done. And everybody's just naturally assumed that UC Soros is going to be that next guy that steps in and takes, and takes the crease. And I agree with that, but I'll admit like, you know, in late November, early December this year, I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. Like, I don't know if he's the guy that's going to be the long-term solution, like there's a difference between playing, you know, 35, 40 games every year and being the guy sure. and playing 60, 65 games. I mean, we're still kind of waiting to see whether or not UC Soros could do that. Now, I think you have to be extremely encouraged by what we saw from him before the break. I mean, oh, yeah. The last month, month and a half, he was playing as well as any goaltender in the league. So he deserves full credit for that. And certainly I think if you're a Predators fan, you've got to be very confident in that. So I, I do think he's going to be the guy as they move forward here. Ingram, to me, is interesting because he was a really high-level high, high level prospect. For whatever reason, it just didn't work out with him in Tampa Bay and that organization. They didn't see eye-to-eye on his playing time, the, the, the role that he was in. And they basically traded him to the Predators for nothing. I mean, he was, he was giving up 
for seventh round picks, basically like, please take this guy, get him off their hands. And he's been awesome this year in Milwaukee. Yeah. He's been really, really good. And, you know, we talked about Ellie Tolvanen and uh, Philip Tomasino, Igor Afanasiev, all these prospects the Predators have. I would put Connor Ingram right there in that group. I, wow. I, I think he's been really, really good. And I certainly think that in the next year or so, and probably not next year, I think, you know, training camp next year, it's still going to be Soros and Rene, Rene I think. But after that, I, I think Connor Ingram certainly is going to be in Nashville. And I think he'll push UC Soros in terms of, of playing time. I think Soros will be the guy. I think Soros is going to be the starter moving forward. But if Ingram continues to track the way he's tracking right now, if you're the Predators, I think you've got to be really excited about your future in that. And that's that's crazy to say because this time last year, I mean, it was it was Pecorine and UC Soros, and that was pretty much it. I mean, there wasn't much in the pipeline after that. Connor Ingram, I think, is going to be a very important piece that they have moving forward. Well, yeah, definitely having a having a goalie prospect that you can that you can build on is is something that not a lot of teams are going to have and you don't have to look at free agency for that. So that's a uh, that's that's definitely encouraging for for the future Preds as well as the the current Preds that we have. Uh so doing the Locked On Predators podcast, is there a specific favorite Preds moment um that that you've had yourself that you can that you can speak to or or you can look at and say if I wasn't a Preds fan, this moment would have would make me a Preds fan. Well, I mean, there's look, there's a lot that's happened. Like the easy answer is to point back uh, to the 2017 run in the playoffs, I and mean, everybody sure. points back to that. And that was certainly a, a lot of fun to be a part of, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I'm not sure. Like, there's going to come a day when the Predators win the Stanley Cup. Like, it's going to happen at some point, and that's going to be incredible. It's going to be special. The city is going to go crazy. I still don't know if anything is ever going to match what we saw in 2017 in terms of just the city completely shutting down, rallying around the Predators. I mean, the, the scene outside the arena was just unbelievable. So th- that part's easy. I-, I think back to kind of some of the older days when you were, you know, they're building the team. And I remember just growing up as a kid watching the team play where you're growing from like this cute little expansion team that could and getting to a point where you're a consistent playoff contender. To me, I, I think a day that totally changed the, the, the face of the franchise, that if you've been around for a long time, you remember, but maybe not a lot of people now kind of point back to when Paul Correa decided to join the Predators. Oh, yeah. To me, that was, I mean, that's a monumental shift in the history of this franchise. He was, you know, a Hall of Fame player. He chose to come play in Nashville. The two teams that he was a part of here were really, really good. And obviously, I know a lot of things happened after that from ownership and he had to sell off some of the players. Like Korea didn't even really get offered a contract after that. Like there, there was a lot of things that happened after that with the new ownership group coming in. But that to me was kind of the point where I think Predators fans locally felt like, okay, we've arrived. Like we're, we're an NHL team that has a chance to win. I know in the playoffs, they got beat in the first round, both of those years, but it just felt like they were really, really good, really competitive. And that, that 06, 07 team in particular with, you know, Korea and Arnott and Forsberg coming in later, Radiloff, Weber, Suter, like all these different guys, they were so much fun to watch. So I kind of think back to some of those moments where, you know, you, your fan base wasn't as big and you were trying to kind of build it all up together. Uh, still to this day, there was a game, I, I think it was like on February 24th of 2007 or something like that, where they were playing 
the Red Wings and Peter Forsberg scored the goal in overtime. Korea just had an incredible game. It's still to this day, I think, the best regular season hockey game I've ever watched. And I have watched hundreds and hundreds of regular season hockey games, and they all run together. After a while, I still remember that Red Wings Predators game uh, from 2007 in February. So, so I, I kind of think back to some of those older times uh, when I when I look back at my memories of of, of Predators hockey and kind of establishing that that first foothold of success that I think's led to where they are right now. Awesome. So before the pause, the Preds ha- were on a little bit of a run. Do you think realistically that if you know no stoppage have happened, they had what it takes to uh, you know combat the juggernauts in the West and make it to the Cup Finals? Uh, I don't, to be honest with you. They 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 were just too cons- inconsistent for me. I mean, the, the, do I think the talents there? Yes, okay. I, I do. But there were too many things that I had not seen happen throughout the course of the season that were going to need to happen for them to do that. And what I mean by that is, you know, we've been waiting for Ryan Johansson to play like a number one center all season long. It hasn't happened up until this point. Duchesne has been okay at times. He still, I don't think, has played like the Matt Duchesne we expected when he signed here. For Even Forsberg, he was starting to heat up towards the end and before the pause. But even he, the production had not been there consistently. So, I mean, all of these different things, you know, you guys mentioned Roman Yossi earlier. Like, just imagine where this team would be without him and without the way sure. that he's played this year. Like, they would be one of the worst teams in the Western Conference. And it's it's kind of crazy to think that. So, look, could, could they have done it? Could they have put together this magical run? Sure. I mean, I guess they could have. I would have found that highly unlikely, given the way that they were playing. Now, like I said, if they come back and they resume the playoffs this year, I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen. I mean, sure. It's, it's going to be basically game. like, yeah, it's, it's anybody's game. It's basically like starting completely over. So, you know, if Ryan Johansson comes back and looks like the Ryan Johansson he's looked like for most of his career with the Predators, they're going to be in pretty good shape at that point. If Matt Duchesne comes back and looks like the Matt Duchesne we saw with Ottawa and Columbus last year, then yeah, I, I think they're going to be right there with every team in the league, not even just in the Western Conference. So, uh, those are some big what ifs. Given what had happened before that, it's hard for me to believe that was going to be the case. But you never know. If they come back, I, I certainly think the talent is there. They've just got to find a way to put it all together. Well, and those and that's, those specific what ifs are what ifs for every single other team that maybe have not been playing hot lately and can reset and stuff. So, um, good answer. Um, so. Obviously, the Preds have a lot of choices for contracts this coming up year. Do you think, you know, obviously, I don't think that we can keep Craig Smith and Mikhail Granlin. Are you of the same mindset or are you thinking that we might might possibly be able to unload someone more expensive and keep both of those guys? I think it's going to be really hard to keep both those guys. I really do. Like, I, I, I would think, to be honest with you right now, the chances of them being able to keep Granlin, I just don't think are high unless, like you said, they make a big move this summer to free up some cap space and maybe they send, you know, Ryan Johansson somewhere or Kyle Turris, they find a way to trade him. Like, I don't know. I think both of those things are pretty unlikely to happen this off season. So I just think Grandland is going to be too expensive on the open market. And it's the other part of it is like, we don't really know yet what's going to happen with the salary cap based on what's happened, you know, with this last part of the regular season getting taken out and what the money situation could be like for the NHL. Like, We've all just naturally assumed that the salary cap is going to go up. It may not go up. So yeah, if that's the true. case, 
if you're the Predators, you're in even bigger trouble at that point of trying to get these guys re-signed. So I would put it like this. At the moment, I would probably say that the most likely route is Craig Smith re-signs here and Mikhail Granlund is gone and they just can't afford him. I, I think that's going to be the most likely route. you got to remember, like Craig Smith, I think next season when it begins is going to be 31. So you would have to imagine he's not going to be that expensive. Like I, I understand that he's a 20-goal scorer pretty much every year, but he's playing on what, like a $4.25 million contract right now. I would imagine it's probably going to come in either right around there or maybe even a little bit less yeah. on that next contract for Craig Smith. So because of that, I think he is by far the more likely option to be back. Yeah. Plus, it would seem weird, you know, seeing Craig Smith in different colors. He's just been here for so long that, you know, he he is a stereotypical pred, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think a lot of people like forget that. Like they forget how long he's been here. I mean, he's been here a long time, basically yeah. since 2012. He's been here. So it's been a great run. He's put together in a Predators uniform. And I think he likes it here. I know he likes yeah. it here. I've talked to him about it. So I would be surprised if he's not back. So obviously this is, you know, not just a hockey podcast. We talk pop culture and we also are big beer drinkers. So do you have a, a, a go-to beer or cocktail that, you know, especially now during the quarantine? Well, I, look, guys, I'm a guy that'll pretty much drink any beer that you put in front of me. Like okay. I'm a Landshark Lager, anything you want. There is a specific beer in Wisconsin and you can only get it up there. It's one of the greatest things on the earth. And there's look, if you've ever been to Milwaukee, uh, I think you know exactly what I'm talking about, and I'm actually blanking on the name of it right now. I can see it right in front of me, but is that's it, funny. Is it Milwaukee's um, Beast? <laughs> it is not Milwaukee's <laughs> Beast, but it is funny. Uh, Spotted Cow. I don't know why. Okay. Yeah, I, I've heard of that. Out. Yeah. Okay. It's called Spotted Cow. It's embarrassing that it took me that long to figure it out. <laughs> well, it's so but good, it, it just escaped you. <laughs> it, it, it's so good it escaped me, and I have some friends – that live in Wisconsin and they've made some trips recently and right before the quarantine, they got me some. Oh, so I okay. was able to enjoy that. So that's cow. lucky. Yes. That's where it's at. It's literally in the fridge right now. And I forgot the name of it. So that's how, that's how the quarantine's going. <laughs> well, days are just running into one another. Um, okay. So like we said, like, he, like Bobby just said, we get into all sorts of pop culture as well as sports. So, if you had to choose one, if you would choose one at all, Marvel or Star Wars? Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, we try to go honestly, throw hard-hitting questions out to our to our guest, man. We're not... I would probably go Star Wars. Okay. Barely. It's really close. I love Marvel, but I, I, it's hard for me to go against Star Wars. I love it. Okay. So what would be your – who would you consider your favorite Star Wars character? Favorite Star Wars character of all time – this is going to surprise a lot of people because he was only in one movie. Darth Maul, I thought. Uh, that's actually... I, that's my favorite character, so I'm Bobby's, right there with you. That's Bobby's favorite character. I love Darth Maul. I think he was really underutilized. They should not have killed him in the first movie. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> well, we actually watched... Uh, we were actually a big Clone Wars fan, the uh, oh, yeah. the animated series. So, if you, yeah. so, as a Darth Maul fan, obviously, you get a lot more of oh, Darth yeah. Maul throughout that. So. Yeah, absolutely. But so before we sign off, uh, one last question: uh, What do you think happens first in Nashville? We get a David Poyle statue in in right outside the front doors of Bridgestone, or Pekka's number gets retired? Oh, oh man, that's a tough one. <laughs> I, I would say probably Pekka's number gets retired first, just because I think Pekka's got maybe one, maybe two more years left at most. 
And I think pretty shortly after that, I mean, his number is going to be retired. Yeah. I don't know how much longer David Poyle wants to do this. Could he do this for another five years? Probably. probably. (laughs) I think, I think when it's over, he probably will get a statue of some kind. But I think just from a longevity standpoint, I think Rene is closer to being done than David Poyle is. And I think like literally the season after Rene is done, his jersey's going to get retired. So I, for that reason, I'll go Pecorino. Yeah, okay. let's just hope uh, he gets a cup. That, that would that would bring his career to a nice end. All right, guys, this has been correspondent for NHL.com, host of Locked On Predators and the Roundtable, Robbie Stanley. Robbie, it's been great having you, and we hope to have you on again. Thanks, buddy. Hey, thanks, fellas. Appreciate you anytime. All right, welcome back to the studio. Uh, what a great interview. Thank you, Robbie Stanley, for talking with us on the phone for a bit. Appreciate it, yeah. Robbie. What a great interview, man. It was nice, nice talking to you, man. Yeah. But... All right, so let's. Uh, we uh, we don't have any pop culture this week. We are still in the middle of watching Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And he is. I'm I done. am. I'm I f- I am still in the. Uh, I to be honest, I haven't started it yet. I've been super busy, so <laughs> so he's only got to spend his entire day of every day next week <laughs> watching to catch yeah. up. So uh, so I think uh, tomorrow. I guess tomorrow I'll be editing, but then uh, maybe this weekend. I don't have any plans. Maybe we'll see. All right, we've got a question from the internet. Can you use a gift card? Can you use a gift card on a first date? Okay, this I guess this is this question in itself is multifaceted. We should probably gear an answer towards the regular group of people. Yeah. For sure. The answer is yes. Eh, yes, absolutely you can. It depends on your situation and like how comfortable you are with it. Me? I'm absolutely going to use yeah. a gift card on the first date. Somebody has a problem with me using a gift card? First of all, girl, finish up that drink because it's being paid for by the gift card. Second of all, you can get out. Okay. <laughs> I know it's money, dude. Yeah. Gift card is money. Okay. Yeah. It ain't like, and I, I mean, I'm not even against using a coupon, bro. A coupon. A coupon, dude. <laughs> I'll use a coupon on a first date, bro. I don't even give an F. Okay. But some people may find that uh, as a little odd. Or, Does or the whatever. quality of restaurant change it? So, for example, if you're just going to a Mexican restaurant, or if you're just, I mean, if you, if I mean, here's the thing: it, <laughs> do, do people give? Do people give friends and family? Because no one's just buying a gift card for themselves. Are people giving their friends and family like gift cards to their local Mexican <laughs> restaurant? <laughs> no, I understand what you're saying. In my world, in my mind. So if you got like a Starbucks or a McDonald's, now there's a bigger issue if you're taking your first date to a Starbucks or a McDonald's. You should be in either way, okay? But like a coffee date or something. Yeah. My mind, no, dude. Use the gift card if you got it. Now, I would like to highlight that if you like make it like this really big deal that you're taking them to this really fancy restaurant or something, like, hey, I got us reservations for here, and then you whip out a gift card? I would say that does matter because like you made it seem like you were taking them to this fancy restaurant to take them there. Yeah. And then you bust out the old GC. <laughs> okay. So my opinion. And then you don't even live a good tip more than likely. Oh, yeah. definitely. Definitely. <laughs> you, you know, you're going to Maggiano's and you're like gift card it. You're like, bro, I cannot afford a 20% tip on this. Nothing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. So uh, obviously you know, and I guess because yeah, I think people on- forget you got a tip on the original amount, not yeah. the like, not the, the amount that you're paying the, out of pocket, not the thirteen dollars <laughs> yeah. from where you you bought a hurricane. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, I I would say that obviously it depends on what kind of person you are. You and I as people, 
if we got a, if we go on a date with a girl and they ain't okay with us using a gift card, first of yeah. all, bye, girl. Yeah. What's up? Not dude? to mention, bye. my wife probably would have been happier with me using a gift card. She would have been like, oh, you got She's this like, on lockdown. I got a gift card. <laughs> Megan, we have matching gift cards. Megan busts out the gift card. She's like, I got the drinks. You know, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would say absolutely you can and you absolutely should. Yeah. You know? So the majority of the internet said no. 61% said no. Yeah. That's so we, because they ain't, they ain't comfortable getting a, getting a date. And the internet was just happy to get a date, yeah. okay? They didn't want to do anything to ruin it, so. They had to use the coupon to get the date online. They had to get, yeah, it was uh, it was one of those situations where they uh, went to the back of a newspaper and called <laughs> a number, and that's what the date is. So, absolutely, in my opinion, use the gift card. And if they're not okay with using the gift card, you ain't found the right one, bruh. Yeah. You ain't found the right one, bruh. Bro, this practically is love line we're, we're hosting here. Yeah. And welcome back to... (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on. Time to cast your vote. Vote your cast. Choose your pick. Pick your choice. Make a decision and take a side for this or that. All right, before we move on, I did want to let you know that uh, last week's draft, I won on Twitter. uh, 100% to zero. No way. Yeah. You you guys you got we didn't have it was a slow week. You've you've acquired a bunch of like dumb Twitter followers for us, bro. And I blame you. Okay, that was obvious. It's pizza, bro. Pizza carries pizza pizza's mean, a wings a hit. and ice cream though should have should have taken the day. You know what I'm saying? Pizza's great, and I probably would have voted for pizza too. To be unfortunately, honest. I I had the shitty pick of French fries, which that wins a lot of people over. Yeah, yeah. Like I just said, you got <laughs> dumb people following us on Twitter and I'm boycotting it and I'm out on Twitter. <laughs> Not that I was ever in. <laughs> all right. All, so all you Twitter followers time for this or that have a flying carpet or a co- car that can drive underwater. This to me is easy without a doubt. Yeah. Well, I thought it was easy. Now I'm doubting myself because I just said, yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because my uh, my brain started thinking. I was gonna say fine carpet, no, okay. like, but so then, but then I realized I first, but well. then I'm like, so much of the ocean is unexplored. So much, well, not even that. It is more so for me. That's what I thought at first too. I was like, flying carpets, easy. Yeah, not to mention you're gonna get shot down by like air, the air force if you're just flying a carpet around. Well, that well, let's even imagine you're not gonna get shot down by submarines and the air force. The utility of a, an entire car that will go underwater is so much more vast than a flying carpet. Now, because, I assume the car is safe. I'm not going to get down yes. there and realize, oh, I'm drowning. Not, oh, you're pressurized. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha, Bobby. <laughs> no, no. Um, I thought when I put this on the dock that it was flying carpet, but then I got that thinking about it. Flying carpet in itself, like you ain't going to be able to take like family trips or something. Yeah, you can take one carpet. person and see a whole new world. Person, and you won't even be able to take like all your stuff with you without it being dangerous, you know? And I was, I got to thinking car underwater would be dope. You can just drive to Europe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like you're in a car, it's all good. You can carry all your luggage. So now what if the, okay, so let's even it out because that is a, what if it was like a big ass area rug? Like I'm talking like one of those like four, yeah. like 30 by 30 feet rugs. Yeah. I mean, it would be fine, but you're still in the same situation where you, if you've got anything that's loose, 
You got to <laughs> hold it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like, you could go across rivers, Bobby. You can go across the ocean. You can, you know, you could, sounds like you can just drive it in regular everyday type of stuff. You want to go to Cuba? You can't get a flight? No problem, dude. Just, I don't know why it sounds like that. It, it, it maybe, maybe it sounds a, like that. That sounds slow. <laughs> it's very, it's, it's leisurely. <laughs> yeah. So the, the flying carpet is cool. You, you get in stuff. there and the genie that made this deal is like, oh, there's no engine. You have to paddle. Yeah, yeah, that would be different, obviously. Yeah. So, like, the flying carpet is is cool. It would be, you know, it'd be cool if it was just like, yeah. if it was like a, you know, I don't even know what to compare it to. Like, if it was like a baby submarine that was the size of the flying carpet, I don't think I was be I would be as sold on it. I think the word you're looking for is just a small airplane, maybe. I don't. Well, I mean, <laughs> small airplanes are bigger than cars. Would be my guess. Be just so. a tiny submarine. Which is still no, baby, baby size submarine that is underwater that is the size of a carpet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think that is pretty. I thought that it was a, a clear choice. And then I got to thinking about yeah. it. Car that can drive underwater is awesome. Plus, you have a radio. One, that's just radio. Number one, you got Bluetooth. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that this car's got all the bells and whistles. Yeah. Besides, because when, when you take a carpet to Geek Squad to get radio installed, they're going to be like, I don't know how to help you, bud. It doesn't have any batteries. (laughs) This is magic. (laughs) No, but the car, you know, like, again, I feel like you're going to get exactly what you said in the first place that I wasn't even thinking. Like, dude, the ocean's unexplored. Yeah. You could just go anywhere. Like, no, yeah, you're going to get attacked by sharks and octopus. Well, I mean, Kraken. I I mean, obviously, you're going to get attacked by those things. But, like, I feel that they're. That makes it doper. No, oh, well, no, I'm not saying that it's a con. I'm saying that it's a pro. I am, you know, being, I, a, being pl- in a boat is kind of, yeah. this is Plus, rough. you know what you get to own? How cool is it? How dope is it to own a harpoon? You get to have a harpoon. And I see, mean, I guess you get have a harpoon in the air, but it's can, not as cool. But I mean, it's not as you. It doesn't, I'm walking around with a harpoon utilized. and a trident. It's not as utilized yeah. in the air, for sure. Like, what are you going to shoot down? A bird? Like, that's <laughs> lame. That's lame. Yeah, so I feel like... Because when you miss that bird, you're immediately going on a terrorist watch list. Well, lots of people are, like, totally jazzed up and like about, about going, like, scuba diving and stuff. Uh-huh. And, like, ugh, that's kind of how I feel about it. It's like, yeah, I see why you could get excited for it. Not me, bro. Yeah. I don't want to die in the ocean. But, like, I would love to see their coral reefs. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, just drive up to it and be like, wow, this is dope. Let's drive back home, you know? <laughs> now... What kind of emissions is this underwater car putting off? Did we just destroy the coral reefs by driving a gasoline engine truck vehicle by the coral reefs? Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I Does mean, the I flying mean, carpet's very green. In this, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but in this imaginary huge tax write off, in this imaginary scenario, Bobby, I'm going to say I don't care about the coral reefs. We say imaginary. Elon Musk is going to make this real life in like five years. Well, at that point, then we can kind of judge. I would say no emissions. You know, I mean, we're we're all safe. We don't have to de- imaginarily destroy anything okay. to enjoy this. Good. Car. I was stressing out a little bit. You were <laughs> like, bro, it's not green. <laughs> you can paint the car green if you want, Bobby. It'll be all good. All right. <clears throat> have never ending battery power on your device, phone, tablet, laptop, or free Wi-Fi anywhere all the time. This or that. This one's super easy for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, my, I don't think, I think I've had my phone for three, four years now. I know you've had your phone for longer. 
it's died on me one time in that entire time, and I've gone two days without charging it with heavy use. To be uh, fair, free Wi-Fi anywhere. To be fair, you don't have any friends though, Bobby. So nobody's texting you or calling you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I I feel like free Wi-Fi was like a a good option. I just feel like my life now. If you were to say yes, you have the car that can drive underwater, then it's definitely free Wi-Fi, no question, right? I mean the never-ending battery power, and yeah, because it says device. So I'm assuming we're not talking. I did phone, tablet, or laptop. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything that has power is unlimited. For okay, me, but like those three things, like yeah, I want to make sure because if it's like, if it's unlimited battery power and everything, then that's a gimme. Sure, right? No, that's I just I solved device. the green issue. In the last one, <laughs> I just said device. Uh, yeah, so like I mean the never-ending battery power would be dope. The free Wi-Fi everywhere would be also really, really dope. I feel like this one was a much harder choice for me. Not for me at all, yeah. man. Like I, I, the most annoying thing that happens with devices dying is my watch dies w- once every two days, and I just have to. Yeah. That's because I forget to plug it in at night. Yeah, I, I guess it depends on what on the quality of the phone the person in this situation has. See, but like I live, I live in, you know, America, bro. Like most, I got free Wi-Fi, like. 87% of the places I go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so like to be able to just be like, Hey bro, do you want to go? You know, I don't know why I'm, <laughs> yeah. Hey bro, do you want to go to do these, th- this thing for three days? <sighs> well, I wouldn't have a phone charger. Problem solved, bro. Are you kidding me? Hey bro, do you want to go to these things for three days, but you can't use any of the internet? Yeah, like, but I mean, you know how I feel mostly about the internet anyway. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't really care. Like that's more what I feel is like if I had a place that has Wi-Fi, I need it. But like, but then you then your porn then your porn just buffers and buffers and buffers and buffers. That's true. I didn't think about the porn buffering, but I could watch as much of it as I want with the buffer. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I guess I'm gonna go with. I guess I'm gonna go with free Wi-Fi anywhere. Yeah. It makes more sense, but like, especially I'm, with as far as far like, listen, ten years ago, hundred <laughs> percent the other way. Ba- my batteries on phones lasted maybe six, seven hours. And I guess my argument for I get Wi-Fi everywhere I I can go. Generally, I mean, you've seen me plug up at a bar before yeah. on my phone, dude, and I ain't got no shame in my game. So I guess that's the same. If you're at a place that has Wi-Fi, yeah. generally they have outlets too. Yeah. And you know what's dope? And I was actually, uh, my next phone that I'm getting at Christmas, it's got a power share thing where you- I'm excited about this. Yeah. Yeah. I knew, I saw it and I was like, first off, I'm excited for that, but I know Brandon's going to be because you can just throw your thing on my phone and charge your phone for mine. Well, I'd been planning over the past couple of months to get a new phone and I think you've talked me into yeah. not. To not. <laughs> I mean, look, that's the one problem I have is battery power as a general rule and it's not like it's awful. I just play phone games on yeah. <laughs> and Marvel Strike Force. If you really wanted to, it could last. <laughs> Absolutely. Like there'll be times that like, if I'm like going somewhere all day or whatever, I'll just brightness down low, low power mode. And I just won't get on it because dude, that is so relieving sometimes to just not be on your phone all the time. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm super excited about me charging my phone off your phone. That's, (laughs) that's the dream, bro. That's the dream. All right. Let's move into what are you binging? Um, Apparently, I wa- I don't remember se- watching the first season of this with my wife, but apparently we did. So we just started the second season, and I feel like I'm lost. AKA. I was on my phone the whole time. You didn't watch it, and she watched it and just told you that you guys watched it. Yeah, well, I vaguely remember some things. I'm like, oh, I think I know that character. Then I realized, oh, I was probably playing Strike Force or something on my phone. There we go. Yeah. 
So, uh, good choice. Yeah. Good choice. And that is the politician on Netflix. And I think I realized why I didn't watch it. So when I got in, I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like I I like politics. I'll get into it. It was about a kid running for like his high school student president. And I was like, this is boring. Wow. But I'm going to watch it. But then season two, he graduates and then immediately starts running for Senator. I'm like, Oh, that's not how that works, but okay. I'll watch. No, no, I'm most of the time we like talk each other into watching something. When Don't we, watch the show. No, it sounds terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> it sounds absolutely horrendous. This, and so I'm what, what this all. show does for me, it allows me to spend time with my wife, but also spend time on my phone. Also, adult, I mean, yeah, obviously I'm not like, look, I'll watch dumb things with Stephanie. No problem. That's not a look. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah. downgrading you for having watched this show. I'm just saying, usually we come into the what are you binging section and try to sell what we're watching. Yeah. You've absolutely turned off. We're not always watching 14, good stuff. <laughs> all You've absolutely turned off all 14 guys that listen to us and the guy in Australia. They're like, I'm not watching that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> See, so I saved them some time. They Now they can use that time for better things. See, that's what that's what what are you binging is all about. Yeah. So binging doesn't always have to be good. Sometimes it can be bad. Yeah. So me, I kind of came into today without a a TV show or movie. What are you binging? But the other night, because we'd finished all the Hobbits and the Lord of the Rings, I was like, hey, Steph, you want to watch Sorcerer's Stone? Because you have it on your your Amazon. So I was like, heck yeah. And then so after we watched it, and it really holds up, dude. Yeah. Even the, I was thinking, oh. I want to watch the first one to, you know, get on to the next one. The Sorcerer's Stone in itself was awesome. Yeah. And we're all the way up through Prisoner of Azkaban. These are the Harry Potter movies for those (laughs) of you that don't know. Great movies. And I totally forgot, but you only had the Sorcerer's Stone. Yes, because I have the the Blu-ray collection. Well, that's super dope and stuff, but HBO Max has all of them. Yeah. So I was pumped about that. I'm a Max guy now these days. So I just, yeah, I've got a free one month of Max, and then I got an email from who that was like, hey, do you want a free like four months? And I was like, (sighs) yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, HBO Max, super dope. Uh, So all the Harry Potter movies. Uh, I'm, I'm on Prisoner of Azkaban right now. One of my favorites, uh, probably my favorite Harry Potter book was Prisoner of Azkaban. I think the movie-wise, though, has to be Goblet of Fire or Order of the Phoenix for me. So, yeah, super excited to get to those. Actually, honestly, book, Order of the Phoenix was so dope. It was so dope. I'm so, ah, now you got me Harry Potter and dude. My favorite was Goblet of Fire. I love the Triwizard Tournament, dude. Yeah, super good. Dope. The book was super awesome, too, I never man. read the books. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, I have no problem in that. I think once a week we come up with something that like is going to end the podcast. <laughs> this may be it for the week. Bro. I tried, man. I tried when I was a kid. But you couldn't read? <laughs> man, it you know how it's hard, man. No, I'm kidding. Honestly, uh, it just though, I didn't I, I wasn't ever much of a reader as a kid. Yeah. I did I my summer reading and then like that, reading think, takes a long time, dude. Like you got to like sound out each syllable. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to let it fly right over. I'm not going to say anything because I do want to convince you as an adult now to to read. Yeah, no, read dude, it. I'll probably get them on Audible or something. You should. And honestly, now that we're talking about reading since we we've delved into that, I broke down, bro. Got the Hobbit. 
got the Lord of the Ring or a Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, and the Return of the King books. Man, I think I'm gonna get up into them. Nice. I didn't need to have another thing that I got up into. J.R.R. Tolkien, yeah. I appreciate. I you, might bro. do that to see the difference between the books and the movies. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so I'm, but I'm excited to uh, start watching that. But yeah, Megan and I did a uh, uh, Harry Potter marathon last year, I think, and we might yeah. do it again, maybe, probably next year. The books, the movies aren't horrendously yeah. off the the books, but the books are just, if you like the movies, dude, I feel like you would really enjoy yeah. the books. It's dude. hard right now, and obviously we're not going to get into politics, but everything going on with, uh, uh, what's her name, the uh, writer, uh, JK. JK Rowling, as much as she's putting her foot in her mouth, I'm like, Ugh. I don't care. She didn't yeah. put her foot in the mouth, her mouth during the book. Like, see, I also want to highlight that. Like, I can disagree with some something somebody says, but I'm not going to let the art of it be ruined for me. No, it's, I mean, you know no, know and that's saying? the art's not ruined, but I'd also don't want to put money in her pocket right now. Like I, I since yeah, I own the movies. Yeah, bro. Because, because your 4750 is really going to make <laughs> a big difference in the pocketbook of then go buy them used on Amazon or something, put some <laughs> money in other people's pockets. Like, not to mention, I'm pretty sure my wife owns all the books anyway, so I could find them there. <laughs> yeah. Don't buy another set. Bobby. Yeah. You don't have to have your I own set. I don't need set. two sets. <laughs> Despite what you think in life, the one will be enough. Yeah. Um, all right. So I've been, as far as uh, Ben's drinking, uh, I brought home some of the Nantahala uh, beers. Uh, obviously, we're drinking the Dirty Blonde right now. It's a solid beer. It's not bad. I mean, yeah. it's really grown on me throughout the, the episode. I was a little upset that we got two tall boys instead of three regular beers because I can do the math and you've <laughs> shorted me a couple ounces, but they're really good. I really did enjoy them. Yeah. Mine. I did mine. You know, I said I went to the pool earlier. So on my way to the pool, I snagged myself a nice 32 ounce fosters dude in honor of our one Australian listener, dude. He's been downloading it pretty regularly. He's been listening. I don't know who you are out there, buddy. I'm not on the Twitter, but feel free to to holler at Bobby on Twitter, DM him, you know, whatever. Let us know your name, bro, because we want to give you a shout out. You've made us international. We're off the continent yeah. now, and that's super dope. And besides the fact, that we're pumped about Australia, dude. Australia is the one other country I wanted to be in. Yeah. To be honest with you. It's so, who I wanted to represent this world to the aliens. Right. I'm <laughs> telling you. Crikey. Last, last night before bed, we're just, we're just surfing Hulu Live, and it was uh like some Australian National Geographic channel. Mm-hmm. Dude, the animals are dope. There's this dude, little- Australia's it's a It's wild, a mini dude. kangaroo about the size of like our computers. Super chubby, and it just climbs in the trees, and it has a little baby in its pouch, and it's like that thing's cute as shit. Dude. And you've got these this bird. I'll have to find it for you. This bird literally dabs and dances to to get laid. It is that's like yeah. I mean, look, dude. But see, the thing is, you're naming all the dope animals that are in. They also Australia. talked about all the uh, the things eating pigs and everything that eats right, everything, dude. Like those like those probably thou- spiders. Yeah, that probably are one thousand like, spiders that can just eat me whole. Yeah, well, this, the, apparently the big spiders in Australia are the ones that you want to see. You do yeah. not, if you can't see the spider, that's the dangerous one for sure. So shout out to my boy. We've been calling you Keith. I don't know if that's your name, and I don't want to call you the right name. So. Yeah. Holler at your boy. 
But Foster's, Australian for beer or breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> or as Australians call it, it's Australian for piss. Yeah, They well. hate Foster's there. Do they? Oh, yeah. Well, then they should get a better beer over here in America, and I'll drink that, dude. They don't want to give it all away. They drink it all. I'm commercial. I'm I'm a commercialized man. We've talked about this. I'll sell out. No yeah. problem. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. All right, why don't you start us off this week, uh, Bran? Absolutely. People that have to, my my sports answer, obviously, people that have to test, I'm sure we've talked kind of about this, but people that have to test someone's fanhood. You know, I'm a so-and-so fan. Oh, yeah? Well, what happened in 1932 at this time uh, when the... Uh, when this game was happening and who said the net sung the national anthem, it's like, bro, chill out, dude, you know, <laughs> and people do this to girls all the oh, time, yeah. dude. It's so bad. I mean, they do it to everybody, but girls, especially like, oh, I like football. Oh yeah. Well, what happens when the ball is snapped and, uh, you know, the, the ref blows the whistle, like, <laughs> like, you know, like it's just stupid stuff. Like, look, man. People are allowed to like things they don't 100% know about. Hockey fans are horrendous about this. And people are also allowed to not be super fans. Like, they can just be a fan. Absolutely. And, like, I mean, this goes across the borders. Like, a lot of fanhoods are like this. Hockey fans are really, really bad about this. And not so much in Nashville because we want new hockey fans. We want you to be hockey fans. But, like... It just it just snaps my stick, dude. Like, let somebody enjoy something if they want, yeah. man. Like, it's not like it's your buddy that says, like, oh, well, I like this team now. And, like, you've known them as a lifelong sports fan. It's like, bro, you're not a fan of that team. You know what I'm saying? It's different than when somebody's just talking to you and you got to test their fanhood. Like, oh, well, I've got a 14-question quiz that I need you to take, you know? <laughs> so... Yeah, I remember doing that. And when I when you say that, I think about a time uh, I was in middle elementary school. Uh, I was I've always been a fan of the Red Sox, and someone tried to like challenge. They were like, "Oh, name." It was that thing that people assholes always do. Oh, name three players. Not only did I name three players, I named them the entire starting lineup and the bat in order in order. And I was like. F you, man. But it turns out that if you couldn't name any of them, it wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. Being a fan means you cheer for some team. You know, like that's, that's so ridiculous to me. Like I just, I just never understood people's superiority complex. Like don't, don't you want fans of your team? That's very confusing to me. So like you want people to like your team. But you also do not if they cannot pass a Mensa test to to enjoy them. So. All right, Don't so I talked about it early in the show. Non, and this is very specific to the team. Non-Washington fans who are butt hurt over the name change. Yeah, like listen, if you if, if you're team. if you're a real fan, and you have issues with the name change. Fine, you, you're a fan. You you can have your issues. And and listen, uh, there are fans out there I know who said I'm still going to cheer for them. I'm not happy they're changing the name. I'm like okay. That's un- like that. That makes I, I don't. Sense. I don't agree with you, but fine. You're still going to cheer for me, and you don't like them to change the name. That's your own opinion. But people, there are people online. People I know in real life who are 
not Washington fans at all. And they are just so, so butthurt. And they're like signing petitions and they're like thinking that they're going to like, if they bitch enough online that it will change. They're calling like Dan Snyder a coward. Listen, Dan Snyder is <laughs> Look, a. We all hate Dan Snyder. Like, <laughs> there's not a Washington fan on earth that's a Dan Snyder fan. Yeah. Okay. So you coming know. at me and calling Dan Snyder a coward and a bitch, I'm like, yeah, dude, we hate him. Trust me. Like, we get it. Yeah. It's it's a very it's a very weird yeah. hill to die. And here's on. the thing: for the longest time, the only reason Washington fans liked Dan Snyder when we when we were kind of misguidedly didn't want the name to change, we we were like. Oh, well, because Dan Snyder once said that he will never change the name as long as the owner. So he's like, as long as my money's still yeah. coming in. So no problem. 100%. So it, when he said that, we were like, OK, well, we don't want the name to change. Uh, so we don't that kind of puts us in a position where we have to keep Dan Snyder. We hate him. But but now that he's changed it, we're like, also, good, good. Also, the fact that he's the owner and you guys really have zero choice of who owns your team. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, we got to keep him. He's like, yeah, appreciate that, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, well, at the at the weekly meeting, I get to you know decide Every, who owns it. Your 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 point zero 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 percent stake in the jersey sales. <laughs> yeah, so I've I bought three in the that. last five years, which is three more than most people. That is true. <laughs> even mo- more than most Washington fans. So my non my non sports answer has obviously been rectified by your information that we've we've been given. But how in the world are we not just like getting phone companies on the same page and making them have the same charger? Like why? Yeah. Why? iPhone changes. Look, I'm an iPhone guy. iPhone changes charger ports every four years, man. Like at this point, I think the new iPhone is not even coming with a charger in it. So like we're going to get to like the iPhone 93. Disposable. The iPhone 93 <laughs> is just going to be blueprints. And you have to buy all the parts the iPhone to build it, you know? So like I just feel like, look, man, it's not like. But don't not, forget you have to have a registered Apple user, uh, Apple guy put it together or you break uh, the warranty. That's true. You don't have. But no, but the biggest thing is like at this point, people are locked into what they want. Okay, yeah. people like Android, people like iPhone. Like, dude, what does the charger matter? Yeah. at this and here's point? the thing: There's like different utilities. Techno- technology wise, it's been proven USB Type C, which is the current Samsung, it gives a faster charge, faster data transfer. Dude, it's I'm more not secure. Looking for a cell here. No, okay? I'm just letting you know. Like, I'm letting them know because they're listening right now. Like USB-C. everything for, for right now, everything okay. should be USB Type C until to the be next fair, better one comes out, and to, then. To be fair, though, Bobby, you have opposite of sold Apple, okay? Because faster, better, needs, you know, not need to buy as many. That doesn't sell them at all. They I'm not want selling. want you to buy more. No, yeah. no, what oh, I'm saying oh, okay. is Apple wants you to buy more yeah. charger. They want you to buy a hundred. But I'm at these, this point even saying, like, dude, my friend with an Android should be able to come over and charge their phone on my Apple charger. Yeah. Or the opposite, you know, like. It's just ridiculous to me. Like, dude, it's it's power from yeah. our wall. And here's the know? thing. And listen, at first, the lightning cable was proprietary. And so they're like, OK, they're making I I would be I, I would be surprised if we found one person that actually bought a replacement lightning cable from Apple and didn't just buy it from like right. Amazon, like not even. So it's not like they're how much money are they actually making from having a different I charger go on Amazon and say, <laughs> I need a charger for my iPhone. Usually it's that brand like Ivanka or it's something a pack like that. Of three for like, yeah, 14 it, bucks, there's dude. like a 20 footer, a six footer and like a, a one footer in the pack. If these things destroy, 
it's all good because first of all, your two foot cable Apple ain't helping me, yeah. dude. Like I got stuff to do today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, get your get it on track. Yep. I think EU is planning on making it like in law that all of them have to have the same charger. Oh, I thought you said you as in like me, and I was like, yeah, me, you. <laughs> no, the EU, yes. European <laughs> Union, so not Britain. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like i mean i'll try i don't i'll hook, hook my contacts up we're getting it going bobby yeah. <laughs> i guess we gotta run for senate i guess that'll be the next week's episode we're gonna watch the politician <laughs> to get on board with it uh people not using all their merge lane man and, th- and this is one of those times where uh my wife told me to put this in there because i bitched about it like eight times on the way to east tennessee yeah like i'm and so i was on medical center coming getting on to 24 mm-hmm. and you when you do that you have a merge lane. You have a mm-hmm. full merge lane. This dude stops and just starts yielding to traffic. I'm like, go, go, go. I'm honking. He's just not going. Go. Yeah. Like, no, I'm driving here. Yeah, exactly. And it happened like four other times on that. And then she's like, maybe you should like like note this down to talk about it. Like, I'm gonna do it. I that I actually had to ask Stephanie this week. I was like, what have I been complaining about this week? And she was like, I mean, everything is Oh, usual. here's you, you want the list? <laughs> That's the problem is that we have hundreds of complaints, but come dock time, yeah, to put it on the dock, like we never write any of these down. Yeah. Apparently, like life is just our yeah. answer. You know what would be a fun thing to do for this uh, for the show? Have Stephanie and Megan write the whole doc for us and see if we could do a solid show with that give, given to us like that. Would it be fun? Is the real <laughs> question. It would be interesting. Interesting is a word. So today I would we're going to talk about how neither of us do the dishes enough. <laughs> okay, first of all, probably don't do them enough, but I do do them enough to where that probably wouldn't be on the doc. We should give them a template. And just let them, and we'll do a Patreon show of like yeah. their creation. Write this down because we're not going to remember it if we don't. Hold on, I'm going to write it down. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pox Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pox Out Pod.